Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. You are listening to episode 25 of Star Wars Bookworms, your source for discussion and reviews of the new Star Wars releases from Dark Horse Comics and Del Rey Books. I'm your host, Teresa Delgado, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Aaron Goins. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Teresa. How are you doing today? Pretty good. So, um, it's been a while since we've done Bookworms. It has. We've been busy. Star Wars weekends a couple times for me. I think you went to every single one. Yeah, I did. All five weekends. So we haven't recorded an episode in quite a while. But we do have a special guest with us. And um, he's from Fanboys Talking, the podcast, and also does comic reviews over for EU Cantina. And that's Paul DiPaola. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Good. We're glad to have you. We know it was a little last minute, but we're glad you're here. Yeah, this is what makes it fun. Podcasting is one of those things. It can be... Sometimes it's on time, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's organized, but most of the time, I don't think people realize it's not organized. We don't need no stinking schedules. <laughs> yeah, Paul, thanks for stepping up to the plate. Uh, that was uh, very last minute. Literally, like, we contacted Paul <laughs> about maybe half an hour ago, so he uh, he stepped up to the plate, and it's awesome to have you on, and you're a first-time guest for us. We've never actually had you on the show before, so this worked out really well. Yeah, glad to be here. So we know you do the comic reviews over for EU Cantina, but what kind of got you into reading comics? Because uh, I'm a huge geek. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all those awesome Marvel movies. And I'm like, hey, I need to read comics more. So, yeah, it was all the Marvel movies that got me pulled back into comics. And then, of course, it's always everything has to be Star Wars. So. Do you find, is there like a certain maybe like storyline or maybe series from the Star Wars comics that you like the most? The best thing that's out right now is the legacy. Legacy is just fantastic. Every issue. And you're talking about yeah. the new ones with uh, Anya oh, yeah. Solo? Is that how you say it? I've always been saying it. Anya. Anya? Anya? Anaya. I don't know. Anya? I think in Star Wars, you're allowed to pronounce things however the heck you want. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, those are awesome. We, we've we only reviewed the first volume of those, but I, me and Teresa both really like that storyline, and I'm really looking forward to you know reading more. The only th- sad thing is to know that Dark Horse's you know, comics are coming to an end, and that probably means that story is coming to an end. So I would have liked to see that go on for a little bit longer. I like her as a character, so I I think it'll be good. But like you said, you know, it's going to end, it's going to go bye-bye, and then we'll never be able to get it again. Something new and better will come out, and it'll have a Marvel logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> so are you excited for the Marvel transition? I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it now that they basically have a clean slate, and they can be like, okay, you can do whatever you want you can keep or toss as much of the old stuff as you want. I think they're probably going to go just clean slate. Um, but it will be interesting to see if any of the more popular characters from the dark horse stuff carry over, but only, yeah. only time will tell. It's an exciting though, because everything that's coming for now on is going to be completely new. And, uh, that's the good part about a reboot 
that's always the positive of a of a big reboot like this. So, Aaron, do you want to tell our listeners what we're going to be reviewing once we get there? Sure. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be discussing the comic volumes Dark Times, A Spark Remains, and we're also going to be doing Star Wars from the Ruins of Alderaan. Uh, but before we get into the reviews, we have a couple things that we wanted to talk about. And first of all, we did mention that we were going to, or that we went to Star Wars weekends, and we're not going to spend too much time talking about Star Wars weekends. There wasn't really any book-related stuff going on down there, um, but I did want to just mention it because we were there, we had a great time, and uh, it was kind of the first time that Bookworms has been represented at Star Wars weekends with uh, me and Teresa being there at the same time. I just kind of wanted to get like maybe one highlight from you, Teresa. What was uh, one thing that stuck out to you at Star Wars weekends that? What was the best thing that happened across all five weekends? Oh, I'm going to go sappy here. No, um, getting to sappy. see you for no. the first time in like, I haven't seen you in like three years. No, so. but Star Wars related. What was like, you know, Mark Hamill was that there, counts, Ray though. Park was there. What was the best Star Wars thing? Okay, the best Star Wars thing is going to be Warwick Davis being back because as everybody knows, I am obsessed with Ewoks and I love Warwick Davis and pretty much everything he does. So I enjoyed getting to see his show and um, Ray Park wasn't too bad either. Yeah. Paul, have you ever been to a Star Wars weekends? No, I'm insanely jealous and I was following Teresa's uh, posts on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and just being more than a little jealous of everybody having so much fun. Yeah, following Teresa's Instagram is like a full-time job. (laughs) (laughs) I do post a lot. That's true. (laughs) But yeah, it's too bad you haven't been able to make it. Hopefully you can someday. It's getting better every year. And uh, you're like New York-based? Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Okay. Close. So you're even closer to Florida than I am. But um, yeah, it's a a good time. I definitely would recommend it. I want to march in that parade. Because I'm yeah. a 501st member, so we get the chance, and I've never been able to do it. Oh, what's your five? What do you um, go as for 501st? I am a TK5990. Very cool. Now you. This guys... is our first 501st member on the show. Woohoo! Yeah, it probably is our first real, like, official 501st member. I know we've <laughs> had like friends of the 501st, like uh, Jimmy Mack's been on the show, and uh, Brian Young from Full of Sith. I think he's a friends of the 501st, but. Yeah, you might be our first, like, in-armor, real first yes. member. Yep, I was in-armor on Tuesday doing an event. Oh, that's great. So, now that I know, I've completely forgot that you were 501st, and so I have a 501st <laughs> question. Um, how sure. do you guys Go pick your, uh, your designations? Is that something that you get assigned, or is that something that you pick on your own? The number you pick on your own... Um, we've now got so many members that we had to switch from four-digit numbers to five-digit numbers... So, uh, mine actually I picked, it's 5990. I picked it because of May 1999 when episode one was released. And actually, I'll get a little sappy here for a second. Uh, going to see episode one was the first date with my wife. Aww, I love it. So, yeah, that's why I picked that number. Good man. That's so cool. Very cool. So well, I'll Aaron, give my I'll give my thing Star from Wars Star Wars weekends. Highlight. I mean, I, the going down to see Mark Hamill was awesome, and I guess that would have to be kind of the standout highlight of the of the weekend that I went. But um, I agree with you. Uh, seeing uh, Warwick Davis was cool, and Ray Park was surprisingly 
more entertaining than I thought it was going to be because I had seen him a number of times at other events, and I kind of thought, okay, I'm tired of Ray Park. I've seen him enough. But he actually, you know, just doing the demonstrations that he did with the weapons and, you know, bringing all the kids up on stage and all that stuff was really cool. And so that was kind of the surprise standout uh, thing from Star Wars Weekends for me. Did you ever get tired of Ray Park? Well, I mean, he he's one of those guys you... that he goes to like, you know, a lot of conventions. If you've been to any conventions or, a, you know, Star Wars Celebration or whatever, you've seen him a lot of times. You know, it's kind of like Peter Mayhew and um, Billy D. Williams. Like, these are guys that I've seen. I've heard all their stories. I've heard, you know, every every joke that they make, I've heard a million times kind of thing. So, Well, I guess if you're looking at it from that angle. If you're looking at it from the girl angle, you don't get tired of Ray Park. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> I was not looking at it from that angle. But, oh well, just letting you know. But his yeah, all the fighting stuff he was doing was so cool. Like you know, pulling out the different weapons, and he's really you know he's a lot older than he was when he played Darth Maul, but he's still got it. He can still he still got the moves. I love when he does all of his different animal styles. It's probably my favorite part. But I've seen the show before, so yeah. So. Um, other things, that, just a couple other things we want to talk about before we move into, we actually have a great conversation that we had with uh, with uh, Jonah Marie coming up, but we do, just quick side note on the book club, for those of you that are doing the book club, uh, we have not forgot about you, we did take June off, but we will be doing a July book, so look for you know that to start back up, we're going to be you know putting out a couple different titles and you know letting you guys decide what book we we uh you know read and discuss over at goodreads so that is coming so just keep an eye on the goodreads page and the facebook page um for more information on that yep and i'm going to be putting a bug in everybody's ears to go old republic this time old republic okay (laughs) we'll see i'm gonna try and win everybody over i i wouldn't mind reading deceived that's one that That's one I missed and I heard a lot of good things about, so that might be a good one. And on another note, we also have t-shirts. Some of you have asked if we could make our t-shirts available, so we did. They are on Zazzle. They're in men's and women's styles. I'm actually wearing mine right now, and I put a picture up on my Instagram, which is um, Ice Cold Penguin. And you can go over to Zazzle.com slash Star Wars Bookworms and you can order your shirt there. We're not doing it for profit or anything like that. We're just making them available for you guys if you want to buy one and wear one. We'd love to see Star Wars Bookworm shirts at the conventions. That would be so cool. Yeah, so you can find those Zazzle.com slash Star Wars Bookworms. And there's tons of different styles you can pick from you know, if you want to even get the cheapest one, I think it's only like $15 to get like the standard t-shirt with our, with our logo on it. And the yeah. other day we actually recorded, um, an interview kind of, or kind of a recap of, uh, the book con up in New York city that, um, our friend Jonah Marie actually attended. And so we had her come on the show and we, um, just kind of got all the information that she, gathered from there and all the cool stuff that she saw and we wanted to get her take on on um that event so we recorded that the other day and we're we're going to go ahead and play that for you guys now and now we welcome to the show an awesome star wars fan she writes for makingstarwars.net and runs her own blog the wookie gunner and she can also be heard on the podcast now this is podcasting and we have with us now joan marie marcius macias 
It's Macias. I'm not. That's this is Teresa. That's, I'm not her. But I'm just correcting you. <laughs> Should I do it again? No. No. I'm leaving that, that in. You're that leaving great. that in. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, um, Jonah Marie Macias. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's Macias. I've gotten I've gotten worse though. Macias. Macias. <laughs> I was gonna ask you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> cool. Well, we were just talking right before we started recording, and um, I was just kind of talking about how you and the fandom is kind of you're kind of a new thing to me. But I didn't realize how much stuff you're a part of. Even the things that I just mentioned here. There's other shows too that you're a part of, right? Um, no, not really. I, I, I've guest star, guest starred, like I'm Ooh, a star. Not really. So no, no, I take that back. I've guested, uh, I guess, past tense, um, on Rebels Report and, uh, shoot, I can't remember which other ones right Don't now. Don't you do a, but yeah. a, like a video show? Oh yes. Oh my God. My, <laughs> Jason's going to kill me. They're going to kill you. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> If you don't see me next week, it's because they, you know, they took me out. Uh, but yeah, I have a feel about this. I record with Amanda Ward uh, and uh, Tr- um, Tracy Gardner, and we fangirl about things in Star Wars. Yep, and she's been on me and Trisha's fangirl chat as well on YouTube. Definitely. Yeah, you're like all over the place right now. I see you everywhere, which cool. is really cool. <laughs> but one of the things I noticed that you were that you did, and the reason why we're having you on our show is you went to the book con up in New York and I read your recap over on your blog the Wookiee Gunner and I was like oh that looks really cool really interesting so I wanted to have you on our show since we're a book you know based podcast and just kind of get a recap of your experiences there so you could kind of be like our reporter on the scene even though you weren't actually there for us but <laughs> we've officially recruited you and we will get you a shirt as of awesome. right now <laughs> Yeah, BookCon. It was. Uh, it's a new event. Uh, it's created by ReadPop. Um, they're the same people who do New York Comic Con and Star Wars Celebration. Uh, this was their. This was BookCon's first year, actually. Before BookCon, it was the Book Expo America's Power Reader Day, but they decided to change that and close up some space just for the everyday reader. And that's what became BookCon. And it happened a few weeks ago on a Saturday. And a portion of the floor was just, uh, everything was for the trade. A, a, a large portion of the floor was just for the trade people, meaning that it was just uh, the professionals on the floor. But a little section in the corner was just for us, all the regular people. <laughs> and basically, we... Um, we just went around and there were booths for every possible publisher you can think of, Random House, uh, Simon Sh- and Schuster, Schuster. And it was a fun event. It was a bit overcrowded, I would say. And uh, I hope they work on that. But uh, I personally, I went straight for the Disney Publishing Worldwide booth. Uh, that was the one booth that I wanted to go to so I can grab my own little stash of Star Wars treats. Um, the booth was handing out a poster promoting uh, uh, Star Wars Journeys, The Phantom Menace, which is an iOS app and that combines storytelling, play, and technology. I've actually purchased it, and it's a fun app. Uh, it's, it's fun to flip through and play some of the activities there. So I definitely recommend it for both kids and adults. So is it uh, the kind of thing that, like, does it take a 
a long time to go through and see everything, or is it pretty much you go through it once and you've seen it all? The book con? No, the app. Uh, no, the app. Oh, the app. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, app. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, you're going through the whole Phantom Menace um, story storyline, so it definitely takes a little time to get through. Um, and I, I like to look at the details and all the art, so it takes me much longer. <laughs> yeah, Erin, you'll really you'll really like that app. I got to preview it when I went to California with the Disney Store. That was one of the the things that we got to see first. Um, and it's really cool the way that they do it and going through the story and there's places that you can tap and I mean it's amazing graphics and the way they use the God I forget what it's called it's like called the parallel axis or something like that the mm-hmm. way that they use all that stuff and the way that you go through the story and you can unlock more stuff about the different characters so there's more to read like as you do the pod racing game and then you can customize your own pod racer and stuff and then they're going to be releasing each movie into this app um, over up until episode seven. So once we get close to episode seven, we'll have all six um, okay, so films. What devices do you guys use for this app? Is it better on a like a tablet or is it better on a phone? iPad, iPad, iPad. Yeah, definitely <laughs> iPad. iPad. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Good to know. Well, before you get into like what exactly was at the the Disney publishing booth, I had a question on kind of the size of the con. You said it was overcrowded. Um, yeah, like I've been to New York Comic Con. So what is it in comparison as far as the number of people? I'm assuming it would be much less. Like, do you have kind of a ballpark of how many people were attending? I would say somewhere in the 10,000 ish or so. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was really crowded um, in terms of I couldn't walk the floor. I had to step outside because I felt so like stuffed in there and I I couldn't breathe. So I had to catch a catch a few breaths outside and uh, and around noon, one o'clock it started, started light uh, lightening up. So I went inside and started to, except for the Disney publishing booth where I stood online. uh, I, I pretty much just stuck to the, the outer edges and then worked my way in. Okay, cool. So what yeah. was at the Disney publishing booth? Anything that you hadn't seen before? Was it all stuff that you had already heard about? Uh, there was actually a cool little stack of postcards with Ralph McQuarrie art and facts. It was pretty neat. And I actually want to use them and mail it out to people. But I, I also want to frame them. So <laughs> I'm not going to mail them out. Um, and there was also a, um, a Star Wars The Adventures of Luke Skywalker Jedi Knight um, by Tony Terralizzi, I want to say his last name. Uh, that's the new book that they're coming out with, uh, that they're promoting all the old trilogy movies um, towards kids and and um, and children of, of a variety of ages. So I got to see that, and that was pretty neat because it's using um, his art in a way that will, children will appreciate. Um, Did they have the full book I, there, like the entire? Like- not the not the full book. It was just the first couple of pages or so okay yeah um but in addition to that i also um stalked the 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 booth in order to find some of the the 
the marketing assistants there to ask them questions about the Star Wars Rebels apps that they were uh, promoting on the Stormtrooper selfie board, where at the bottom it said, coming soon, apps and books um, for Star Wars Rebels. So everyone was really interested in finding out what kind of apps these were about. So I went ahead and asked questions, and uh, uh, they're going to be story-based apps for iOS. And uh, they're coming out in August, um, the lady told me. So uh, if it's anything like the Star Wars Journeys app, then I I can't wait to download it because it it sounds like it's going to be awesome incorporating those stories from the series into an app-based environment. Is um, is Star Wars Scene Maker one of the ones that's one of those? Because Star Wars Scene Maker comes out, I think it's next week. Oh, I'm not or sure. I think it's on the 19th. Right. Yeah, I actually just recently heard of that one. So I want to get my hands on that and play around with it. But um, I don't think that was included in uh, what she was telling me about, specifically about St- Star Wars Rebels apps. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious because I knew, I just know that one's coming out soon too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So did she say about the apps, was it something where they're going to have like an app per season, an app per episode, or did they give any indication of how many apps it was going to be? She didn't specify. It seemed like she herself didn't really know much about it. She just knew that there were going to be these apps that were going to come that were story-based, and that was pretty much the end of the conversation, Uh, even though I kept coming back for more questions. But, uh, yeah, that was basically the gist of it. And uh, on my and also while touring the the show floor later on during the day, I found uh, this, a Star Wars Rebels display. It was a poster for. Uh, I kind of internal internally screamed and fangirl over it because I, it just caught my eye all of a sudden. But it it was promoting the Star Wars Rebels Rebel Journal by Ezra Bridger. Oh, fangirl uh, flail! Flail! I know, <laughs> flailing. Uh, yeah, so I took pictures of it and I instantly tweeted them because I wanted to share this awesome find with everyone and get people talking about Rebels because I'm super excited for the series. Um, the book itself wasn't, it wasn't a complete book. It was just the first couple of 10 or so pages. Uh, but what I really loved about the journal was at the end, it allows readers, children specifically, to continue writing their own stories and draw their own sketches. I'm a big fan of books that not only actively enhance children's imaginations, but also pulls them deeper into the Star Wars universe because they will essentially be our future Star Wars fans. So what better way to foster that than through the awesomeness that is the power of reading? (laughs) So that that was pretty cool to see that kind of book there at the book con. Just it just came out of nowhere. It was hiding in the in the corner of one of the booths, and it was just a real treat to see that. So well, I think Aaron and I would agree with encouraging kids to read. Yes. Yes, definitely. Reading is fundamental. Do you guys remember that? I'm too old. No, I do. <laughs> I do actually. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, that, that when I was looking at your recap, that was kind of what stuck out to me was that that journal, and it looks like it has a lot of awesome like sketches and stuff in there and information. Did what was kind of what were some of the things that you learned in the text that stuck out to you? Maybe stuff that we hadn't heard yet about that character. Um, he was pretty much being his uh, cocky self, uh, uh, bothering stormtroopers and. 
taking account of everything that he's been doing across town. Um, nothing, pre- nothing new, but it was nice to see it through his own perspective uh, because so far we've been seeing just videos of him, but not through his own eyes. So that was really neat to see that um, his words, his sketches, uh, his own photographs, I guess you would say. Um, it, and it was also funny because some people started looking really into the detail. And I think there, I think Ezra had mentioned pigs. He had like, uh, there were stormtroopers coming and he had jumped into a pig pen to cover himself up with mud. And then everyone, there was a Twitter conversation about how, oh, pigs are canon now <laughs> <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. So yeah, there were the fans who really wanted to take the, um, look into the specifics of it, but you really have to take it lightly and it's all fun and games because it's just a, you know, kid's book. <laughs> well, the thing I like about it is it's kind of reminiscent of the Jedi Path and um, Book of Sith and stuff where it has that sort of real life feeling to it, almost like, you know, you feel like you got it from actually in-universe, you know? Yeah. So that's yeah. that's cool. I like that. And I like the tagging that's in some of the pictures. Like, he's got the bubble letter tags that I used to do when I was, like, in middle school. Yes, I used to do it all over my notebook, the letter S. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone did that. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I saw, like, the bottom of the one page, he says, like, jerk troopers. Like yeah, in those type of letters. And I see the page that you're talking about, about the pig. He had to roll in pig mud or whatever so no one would bother him. Yeah. So yeah. I th- I don't know. I think, yeah, pigs are definitely now canon. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with that because this is part of Rebels, which, you know, we all know is, is part of the new canon. So Exactly. So were there any cool freebies? Uh, there were, um, besides the poster and the book and the postcards that was pretty much oh uh there was also scholastic booth was promoting uh jeffrey Je- jeffrey or jeremy jeremy jeffrey jeffrey, jeffrey. jeffrey. oh my gosh I, those two names always confuse me uh his uh, jedi academy 2 book they were promoting and they had posters there and a few buttons as well so those are cool freebies to grab and the poster I actually plan to give to a librarian friend so she could put it up in her new uh section for children so it'd be it'd be great to have some star wars representation in in the library somewhere (laughs) did del rey have a booth there or were they showing off any of the new books for them i wish no actually del rey wasn't there the the big random house booth was there but they weren't really promoting star wars not yet anyway um i'm hoping they'll they'll have a bigger presence obviously at new york comic-con uh, but yeah, the book con was a smaller scale, so they didn't really have that um, that that booth to promote those materials yet. So, are you going to be going to New York Comic Con? Oh yeah, definitely. Do you usually uh, go? Have you gone the past couple years? Yeah, I I've gone for the past four or five years now. I, gosh, I can't even remember, but. Yeah, I've gone every year and it's it's been a blast. Every year it just gets better for me. There's always something new. I mean, last year we had the Star Wars Rebels panel, which was totally unexpected. And it was just it was just great to be there um, with Pablo Hidalgo and talking about Star Wars. I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> I just love that you said that in the way right, cool way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pablo Hidalgo. <laughs> I'm not going to try. 
Um, yeah, I was actually at that panel as well. I, I go to New York Comic Con, or at least I've gone the past two years. So mm. I plan on going in October as well. And I think, Teresa, you might be going as well. I'm planning hey. on it, working hey. on it. I am trying. We're so, going to have a Star Wars bookworms fun time. That'd yeah, so be that'll awesome. Be, that'll be cool to, now that I know that you go to it, uh, Jonah Marie, then we can try to meet up, hang out, maybe go to the book panel. Yeah, that'd be fun. Chill up in sure. NYC. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I hope there'll be another Star Wars Rebels panel because it's this year the con is early October. So there might be, who knows, that might be the premiere for the show itself. How so they, amazing would that be? I know that they might preview the first episode there. I mean, they have done it for other series before. So it'd be pretty cool if they do that and we get a first look at Star Wars Rebels. So uh, I would, just thinking I would about flip it. That. I would flip that. <laughs> All the more reason for you to come. Exactly. <laughs> so was there anything else at BookCon that you didn't get to talk about yet that was interesting? Um, Nothing in particular. <laughs> I should say more about it. But I just in general for if any librarian friends are listening to this, I think it's a, an ex- excellent uh, thing for you to attend just to professionally grow in the field because I met a lot of librarians there even my own colleagues went there just for the pop culture fun and to grab anything that they could read and try to incorporate into their library so uh, definitely take up the chance next year and hopefully they'll improve their overcrowding and uh, line management um, because it, it definitely needed a little bit on that side but uh, a little help on that side, but it was it was still a fun event. I I had I certainly had fun with my librarian buddy, and I definitely want to go back next year for sure. Are you a librarian? I am. Yeah. Hey, how cool is that? <laughs> yeah, I work at a, at a college library, so at the Not circulation desk. So Not as fun. That's all. <laughs> Not as fun. No, <laughs> I definitely like a. The public library you just encounter so many more uh, a variety of people there and situations. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a minute. Who misses going to the library? Raise your hand. So I have the best memories from a ki- as a kid, like going to the library. It's now fun. it's like so much stuff's available online that you know it's there's less of a reason to go out to libraries. Yeah, a lot of kids you would you'd be surprised by how many kids and especially young adults go there for. The reading section and just using the library's resources, computers, Wi-Fi. And I, I've definitely heard stories of librarians being annoyed by the, the noise level. <laughs> but they're there. That's important because you don't want them to be on the street, especially if, they're, if you're in the inner city sort of setting like I am. So it, it's nice to have that environment available for them. Let's promote libraries on Star Wars bookworms. <laughs> Yay, libraries. Yeah, right, yeah. How exactly Yay. should we? No, I don't actually, know. I was trying to think of that. How old I actually have a library library? that's right down the road from me that's in walking distance. And I have gone a couple times, but um, I, w- I don't think they do like a Star Wars Reads Day event or anything like that. I typically go to like the Barnes and Nobles for that. But I know some libraries, you know, in my area do that. So Don't yeah. make me go up there and we'll organize a Star Wars bookworms thing at your library. At the local library? <laughs> yeah. Come we'll on do up. It. Let's do All it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> well, thanks for coming uh, on, Jonah Marie, and, and giving us that recap of the the book con. It sounded like you had a lot of fun, and you were like, 
I mean, as far as Twitter goes, you were the only person that I saw that was there. You know, that was actually <laughs> tweeting. You were live tweeting the pictures from the book, which was like kind of breaking news as far as, you know, literature goes because nobody had seen those pages before. So that was awesome that you were on top of that. Yeah, I, I, I had fun. I Like I said, the overcrowding was a bit much in the morning, but it lined up throughout the day and uh, I had fun touring and taking a view of what was there for, for us to enjoy in terms of publishers and authors that were available to talk with with people and offer their advice in publishing and and writing and such. Did you get a picture with the the wall of stormtroopers? I did. Yeah, I Instagrammed that instantly. <laughs> um, stormtrooper selfie was the hashtag. So I definitely uh, took a picture with those those guys. <laughs> well, well, speaking we- of Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Um, we need to get to where people can find you for sure because you tweet yeah. cool stuff cool yeah I, I, you can find me at Blue Jay Guys both on it's on Twitter and Instagram Blue Jay Guys um, and that's because I love Rex Captain Rex so I've adopted the <laughs> the the, uh, the honorable what's it the symbol that he carries on his uh, helmet so you're a big uh, fan of the troopers and stuff right the I am, yeah. Do you speak any Mandoa? I don't. I do speak some Mandoa, actually. <laughs> I, I knew it. But I don't. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun to uh, to speak some of that. And uh, I, I sometimes I have to go back into the, the dictionary and take a look at what the word is. Uh, but it's fun saying certain things. Um, like armor is best cut of gum and... Uh, and it sounds even cooler of... with your accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally geeking out over here, just like really quietly. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I also know um, when so- when someone's passed away, um, like my cat, unfortunately, I lost him a few months ago. So I wrote up a post about him and what the- I ended it with uh, with the saying that's it's not gone, merely marching far away. So the saying for that is, let me remember correctly, it's Nur Kir Adish Shitab Icharjla. So that was... Holy cow. That, was, that geek, is crazy. Your geek cred just shot through the roof. That is amazing. That was, <laughs> that was my, my whole goal to bring you on. I was like, she has to speak Mandoa. We got to get her to speak Mandoa. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun to... Uh, to memorize that stuff and then pull it out of a, the hat later on. So That's impressive. Very um, impressive. I, <laughs> I also have a site, a little site on the corner, uh, Mando says, where I uh, record myself a, a word a week. Although I haven't haven't been really good at it for the past couple of weeks, but I, I need to post up those those videos. So definitely check Mando says, and you can I can teach you how to uh, learn Mandoa one video at a time. <laughs> hey, Aaron, you have to do that. Yes, we will, we will be checking that out. That's awesome. I'm glad that we got that out of you because I don't think you were going to plug that. No, so that's, no. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's my own little hobby. <laughs> Sorry I interrupted your uh, contact information, but I, I wanted to ask you that question. Oh, no worries. Yeah, yeah. So it's pr- primarily I, I spend my time on Twitter and, and Instagram. Nice. Well, we have a couple extra minutes, so um, who is your favorite or the character that you are most looking forward to seeing in Rebels? Oh, that's such an easy one. Sabine. I know. Yes. <laughs> Atta girl. 
at a girl. <laughs> or as I like to call her, Sabeka, because I like to, yep. you know, give her that 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 ending from the Mandoa. So it's it's nice to see a Mandalorian in, in the show. And I wonder how how in depth we're going to get with her character and whether Mandalore is going to be mentioned at all. Because last time we saw it, and it was in the Clone Wars, and. Maul had just killed. Oh, spoiler! No, I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. You're good. I'm good. Okay, uh, he killed uh, Pre Vizsla, so you know he left the the planet all in a uh, chaos, basically, with uh, Prime Minister I forget his name uh, in rule. So we don't know what Mandalore is up to nowadays. So it'd be interesting to hear uh, a bit about that on Rebels. So do you um, do you typically follow the novels and comics? I I've been trying to be better at it because I I honestly didn't get into it until maybe about a year and a half ago. So my the first thing that I jumped into was the Karen Travis novels with uh, the Star of uh, the Republic Commando series, uh, mainly because again the Clone Troopers. I the show did a really great job at just expounding those characters and giving them so much. And they're not just like these uh, random robots that follow orders. They're men. So I really wanted to read up more on them. And sadly, we found out that they're not canon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. I kind of knew that beforehand. So uh, I, I really love the, that series, and I've been trying to read up on other material as well. So sooner or later, I'll catch up. <laughs> well, they have the uh, the Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir uh, comic series that's running right now that I think does still touch on the Mandalorians that were involved and like what happened to Darth Maul afterwards and all of that stuff. So if you're looking for some closure on that stuff, I would recommend checking out that series. Yeah, I, I actually picked up the first issue when it came out, and okay. I was really excited because it's it's adapting the uh, the the script from Star Wars: The Clone Wars. So I really wanted to read up on that and and not miss out. So I'm glad I, I picked up a, a copy. Uh, I wrote my little review about it, and yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And um, and Maul and his story. I want to know where it's gonna go and what's gonna happen to him and with Mother Talzin and Palpatine and there's just so much stuff happening. I just I wish we could see it on TV, but I'm glad that we have it in comic book form. Otherwise, it could have been shelved and never to be seen. Yeah, that would have been a travesty. Because yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Darth Maul rules. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on and. Um, Maybe we should go ahead and just book you for uh, when we review the Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir uh, trade paperback. We'll just have you back on and you can do a full review with us. That sounds awesome. I would love to do that with you guys. Cool. Well, I'll put it on the calendar. We'll definitely have you back. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I want you to read A New Dawn with, and then come on the show. The oh, Rebels, man, I the Rebels novel. I can't wait for we'll that novel. Pick. We'll let you pick. You can come on for A New Dawn or you can come on for Darth Maul, Son of, Son of oh, Dathomir. decisions, decisions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll toss a coin. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, and uh, we will sign off for now. Well, that was really cool to talk to her about BookCon because I didn't know lots about BookCon, but it seems like they had some pretty cool stuff there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that that sounded like a pretty cool event, and she got some cool inside information on some books that um, you know hadn't really seen the light of day yet. And she actually you know took some cool pictures of 
you know, the pages of books that hadn't been seen yet. So she was, she was doing an awesome job up there. And it was awesome just having her on the show. She was really fun to talk to. Definitely. But we are going to go into our comic reviews now. But real quick, our spoiler policy. We typically wait at least a month after a release date to review a book or a comic. So if we're reviewing it on the show, you can expect full spoilers. So if you haven't read any of these and you don't want to hear any spoilers or, or whatever, that would be a good time to hit pause, go read, and then come back. So we're going to start with Star Wars from the Ruins of Alderaan. This is the second story arc in the Brian Wood Star Wars um, comics. Its original release date was April 16th of 2014. The writer is Brian Wood and the artist is Carlos Dionda. The timeline is about two months after the Battle of Yavin and the publisher's summary is as follows. The Rebels' covert ops go on the offensive as Princess Leia sends two of her top pilots, Wedge Antilles and Luke Skywalker, to be captured with Cody fingers by the Empire. Meanwhile, Leia takes off on her own to locate a safe haven, but Darth Vader is on alert. That one was short. Yeah, the comic ones tend to be much shorter than the the novel ones, so you you got a break know. today. I know. <laughs> so, Paul, have you read the uh, X-wing novels? Yes. Some okay. of my favorite. Okay, great. Because I was, I have some questions about some of okay. the the content of this comic book. Uh, because I actually have not read the X Wing novels. Those are some that I skipped <sighs> over way back when. Always had the intention of going back to read them and have not gotten back to them yet. Um, which I really hurts my to... really hurts my <laughs> fandom cred. I think, but I think I know what you need to read for your next book club. Well, that's, that's definitely one that we've considered. The problem with that is we're trying to do one-offs instead of series. Ah, uh, So that's, that's kind of kept us away. Well, it's only because of the fact that like the book club's still new and starting, so we were trying to get people into it by doing one-offs. But I'm not opposed to doing series of novels because I haven't read the X-Wing novels either. Oh, people are going to throw stuff at us. Well, they know. <laughs> we've talked about it before on the show, so... Anyone that's listened to us knows that that's that's a big gap in our fandom, but we'll we'll make it we'll make it right eventually. But um, so one of the big plot points in this comic was kind of the establishment of the Rogue Squadron. Yes, and I was kind of wondering, does that line up with like what was in the novels, or did the novels even tell the story of how it was established? The novels all take place post Return of the Jedi. So I don't think. Okay, so they didn't good. get into that information then, huh? Yeah, um, because the only thing that I'm aware of is we have once you jump into Empire, all of a sudden you have Rogue Squadron fighting on Hoth. So there's no real announcement about their formation. I think it was always just a kind of squadron that could do more than your standard attack. You know, they did, they it. had different parameters and different boundaries. Right. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting, though, that they that they kind of showed that. And I was worried that, I was like, oh, man, this is, there may be another story out there that this is, like, conflicting with. Because I had heard things about these comics, like, weren't necessarily lining up maybe with some established continuity, which doesn't really matter anymore anyways. But, um, yeah, so I was kind of like, oh, I wonder if this, like, lines up. But it sounds like they, this was a story that had never been told before. Yeah, I think the only thing that these really conflicted with was the old Marvel Star Wars comics. Cause I think that's pretty much the only thing I can remember that covered the gap between Star Wars and Empire. I don't remember too much coming out, especially that dealt with Luke and Leia. Right. 
So did you did, were any of the members of Rogue Squadron represented in this in these comics? Uh, the same ones that show up in the novels, or were they all completely different characters? The only one that I saw was Wedge. All right, that answers the questions that I had. I'm glad that you <laughs> I'm glad that you read the novels because I was like I had these questions and I'm like, man, I don't think Teresa's gonna know because she hasn't read them either. But I'm glad you came on because those were some things that were outstanding in my mind. If you liked the uh, the parts with basically with Luke and Wedge and what they're doing, they've been doing kind of this whole time. That's really kind of the flavor of the X-Wing novels. There was kind of an interesting scene between Luke and Wedge um, where Wedge is talking about kind of losing uh, the Red Squadron during the Battle of Yavin and, you know, kind of wanting to get revenge on the Empire. But he mentions a like a, a woman that he cared about that he's lost and... I was kind of curious about that because I didn't know if maybe that was something that there was more information in the novels about that. You do get more of Wedge's past and he kind of, they go into why he joined the rebellion, which I think they did touch on here, but they, they touched on it briefly. Whereas the novel went into a bit more depth. Okay. And the, the character or the woman that he was talking about, was that a name that you recognized or is that something that's unique to the comic? I think that one was unique to the comic. I didn't recognize the name right off. Okay. Someone's yelling at their iPod right now. Right. I'm I know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. That's all right. They can send us an email. Um, for the Star Wars comics so far by Brian Wood, how have you felt about them, Paul? Like, are you a fan of these comics? I really like the first arc. There was some really interesting stuff going on there. This arc, I really, really liked. Spoiler alert about the future. Um, okay. <laughs> that, opinion, that opinion changes. Uh, but on the whole, I think Leia's story is the strongest. Uh, I really liked what they did with her, uh, especially when she goes goes back to Alderaan and finds that ship floating there. That was definitely the high point of this story for me. The clone, like the Clone Wars era, uh, Star yeah. Destroyer, and the guy, the random guy that's on there, like with his library. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember the guy's name, but yeah, that was kind of a cool little story element there. And I was wondering if that was going to tie in, you know, anywhere in the future, like if they were going to come back to that or if that they were just going to kind of leave that there. But I that thought it was kind of funny when she was like in the library and he walks away and she goes up to the bookshelf and she just happens to pull out the book that has like the pictures of him as an Imperial. Yeah. Like fall out. And so then you're kind of like, oh, you know, that was convenient that she happened to pull that book out. Yeah, it was a little too convenient, but you, know, you can forgive that kind of stuff. And then he ended up being the guy who developed the laser for the Death Star, which is another thing that seems kind of like a, a repeated story that we keep hearing in the expanded universe, you know, different people that had something to do with building the Death Star. They like to keep coming back to that storyline. And he's not, I don't think he's a character that we had known about before, so they just keep no, adding pretty- to the, the rogues gallery there. I'm pretty sure he's a brand new character, and he doesn't look like a Geonosian to me. So, right, he's not a Geonosian for sure. And another another thing about the comic that I thought was cool is we get to get to see Mon Mothma in a little bit more detail and actually see her, you know, doing much more than she ever did in the movies, just kind of standing there and talking like she did in the movies. But in this, she's kind of running around and she's like at one point giving somebody CPR. So that was kind of cool to see that character fleshed out a little bit. She looks a little weird, though. Yeah, it's a a good point about the art. Um, how do you feel about the art in this one, Paul? Like, uh, do you do you think the characters look right, or 
you can tell for the most part who they're supposed to be. Uh, Wedge and Han looked a little similar a couple times. I have to wonder if there is issues with likeness rights, if that's why they kind of differ a little bit, or if it's just the artist just being given a bit more free reign. I thought the covers of the comics like really captured the likenesses very well, but the yeah. ac- the actual internal art was completely different. And like Luke, I thought just he didn't look like himself in many most instances. And then um, you know I kind of agree with you with Han and Wedge seem to kind of look alike a couple times. Maybe that's because they both are from Karelia. Yeah. So the the internal art I wasn't a huge fan of just because of the likenesses just didn't seem to be correct. I mean, I like some of the the space stuff more so than the stuff with this, the characters. Yes, that's true, actually. There's a couple images that were, like, of the ships and stuff that were really cool. Like, uh, there's a there was an image of the Millennium Falcon running away from the Hound's Tooth on Coruscant. And yeah. that that image was really cool. Like, so some of the space battle stuff and, and that, those type of drawings actually looked really good. Uh, but the, it was kind of the more the f- anytime there was people's faces and, and stuff like that, that's where it kind of fell apart for me. Leia yeah. looks cool, though. The artist did really good, like, laying out the action scenes, and they came up with, like, really interesting angles, but the faces kind of looked a little off. So, yeah, it, it's it's mixed. It's good, and it's bad. On the whole, I, on the whole, I would say everything's good. And then a couple characters that we can talk about before we... Before we wrap up our discussion on this comic, uh, we had uh, Prithy, I think is how you pronounce her name, who was kind of, I guess you could call her Luke's girlfriend. And <laughs> I thought th- I thought that was kind of an interesting character to introduce to the comics because, uh, you know, we, we've heard of Luke having, you know, girls or girlfriends uh, in different, you know, different sources before. But this was a new character we had never heard of before. Uh, how did you feel about how they handled that? thought she was she's pretty interesting but it's kind of that whole thing again since we know he doesn't have a girlfriend in empire we kind of know things are not going to end well between them and she basically yeah she basically leaves at the end well she almost dies in the comic which i thought maybe they were going to go there with it and actually have her die but um yeah but she ends up leaving him at the end and wants to go pursue her own path and you know she's force sensitive in in some way but I think maybe Luke was hoping she'd stick around and maybe become a Jedi, but um, she had her own path to, to follow. I like that she was sensitive, but not enough to really become a Jedi. So Luke is still special, but she's kind of special in her own way. So, you know, if the whole canon had not been reset, she could have had her own story going off somewhere. I thought it was cool to have a new, or would be cool to have a new female character that's I just think it's funny to give to make her Luke's girlfriend, though. Yeah, and she was a good character. I mean, they there was a couple other female characters that they introduced in this comic. Um, you had the the Imperial officer uh, Bira Say or Ca, who was like, I guess she was going to be the Moff, the like at one point, but then the Emperor basically comes in and is like, nope. Which I I guess really shows. You know how the emperor feels. I don't know if he was. Were they trying to say that he was he was against her being a moth because she was a woman, or was it just more he didn't feel like she was qualified? I got the feeling that Vader or not Vader, emperor, the emperor kind of knew what Vader was doing with her. He's like um, that she's 
they were playing up her as being slightly I don't know if she was force sensitive or not, but they definitely said she was in the I remember in the comic, like in the intro to each issue, they have the kind of the summary. And I yeah. know a couple times they, they mentioned she had some force sensitivity. Okay. Which I, I guess think... will probably play in eventually to the story. I don't know. They didn't really wrap up much with her as far as these issues went. And then the the other female character that they introduced was uh, Perla, who was the the woman who was kind of with Han the entire time in his storyline. Um, and she seemed like an interesting character. Um, not much depth to her. At least I didn't get much depth. But maybe she it seems like maybe they're going to have a bigger role for her going forward. But she's kind of joined the Alliance at this point, or the Rebellion. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they take her as well. Yeah, she was inter- She was the best part of the Han storyline, which if I had to pick a weak spot, it was that. I felt it just went on way too long. Yeah, and they had some good back and forth between them, uh, those two characters, Han and, and Perla. It was pretty, you know, pretty funny back and forth. Kind of reminded me a little bit of, uh, if you've read Honor Among Thieves, um, <laughs> kind of the interaction between Han and uh, Scarlet Hark. It was very kind of a similar... You know, Han thinks he's kind of the man and she's like not that impressed kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to be what happens to Han a lot. He thinks he's the man and all the women in his life are like, okay, (laughs) sure you are. He's so handsome. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I guess did, did you guys have anything else about that comic specifically that you want to talk about? I'm trying really hard to not spoil you guys on what's coming up. You've read further than we have. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, it's probably hard for you to discuss without uh, giving away plot details. Yeah, um, I don't want to spoil what's coming up because there's some really good stuff coming up. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was. It did end very interestingly because you know you kind of find out that Leia is going to this planet that she thinks will be a good place for the rebellion base to be, and you know part of the deal I guess for them to go to the planet is she has to marry this guy, which kind of has similarities to the. Uh, courtship of princess leia novel you know she marrying some you know royalty type thing but yeah i'll I'll be really interested to see where this is going because it sounds like it might be kind of a a goofy type story it's not what you expect okay (laughs) (laughs) that's about all i'll say on that one all right well let's move on to the other uh other comic here i know you haven't read this one paul but um I, i think you've read some dark time stuff so if you if you have anything to input let us know So the next comic we have up is Dark Times, A Spark Remains. Its original release date was April 23rd of 2014. The writer was Randy Stradley, and the artist is Douglas Wheatley. In the timeline, it's 19 years before the Battle of Yavin, so really close to the events um, of Revenge of the Sith. And the publisher's summary is as follows. Together with their old friend Dash Janir and a new Jedi acquaintance, the crew of the... Ooh, I don't know how to say that. Um, Nobody knows how to say that. How do we say that? Okay, so (laughs) the crew of the ship that starts with a U. (laughs) Umehu or something like that? Or Umehumele? Yeah. Is plotting to take down the Galactic Emperor's second-in-command, Darth Vader. For this foolproof plan, they'll be offering something the Dark Dark Lord won't be able to resist. Jedi. Yay! Yay. So, so I have a couple things about this comic that I didn't like. Um, 
and first of all, and I know you're going to agree with me on this one, Teresa, because we had talked about it pre-show, is do we really need another Darth Vader hunting down a Jedi story? No, we don't. Like, I feel like that's been done over and over and over. It's been done a lot, but it is what a lot of people want to see. It's what people wanted to see in the movies, and it's what some people complained about the prequels, is that's what they wanted, and they didn't get it. I don't know. I mean, I like Darth Vader as a character. I think he's great. I think he's menacing and all that stuff, but I'm so... I'm just kind of over Darth Vader, and I want somebody else. But this is coming from a person who loves Darth Maul, so... And you'll get your Son of Dathomir comics coming. Absolutely. Freaking lootly, I will. But yeah, I kind of, you know, Vader, he's he's an interesting character. I understand he's kind of a go-to character, but it just seems like this it's been done so many times. And I mean, just as recently as, you know, Darth Vader, what was the other one that we just did? The Ninth Assassin, and then you have the Cry of Shadows coming up, and, you know, all the, yes. the Purge comics. It was just all the same same kind of thing. Yeah, and then there was, uh, what, Ghost Prison last Ghost year. Prison. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, Enough it, already. <laughs> what is kind of his story? He's kind of the main character at this point. Well, it'll be interesting to see if Marvel chooses to do as much Darth Vader stuff. I think they will. I I feel like Marvel's going to probably have to play it safe, at least initially, when they pick up the license, so... I think we're gonna get to we're gonna see a lot of Darth Vader. We're gonna see a lot of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. Um, it might be a little while until they start actually creating original characters, um, because they want to establish the brand, you know, beneath the new banner. Go for the characters people will buy. That makes sense. Then make a Mara Jade. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but Mara I've been Jade following Solo. the Dark Dark Times comics, you know, since back when the uh, the Republic comics were out, like, way back in the early 2000s, um, you know, Republic comics became, they became Dark Times, basically. And the characters of Dash Janeer and Kai Hedora and those, those guys were all introduced in the Republic comics. So when that all was going down, I actually really enjoyed that storyline and those characters. But it seems like as these volumes came out more and more, it just got less interesting to me, and I don't know. I just wasn't as big of a fan of what they were doing with the characters. Well, I like a lot of the characters, but I can't stand Ember. Yes, I don't know about Ember, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, they introduced her in the the comic or the comic series. I think it was called Out of the Wilderness. Did you read that one, Paul? No, I think I might have missed that one. Missed that one? Yeah. So. They introduce her in that one, and Dash Janeer basically, you know, falls in love with her. But she was like the bad guy in that series, and he he gives her a ch- second chance kind of thing, and then she like betrays him again, and then he gives her another chance, and it was like, I don't know if he's just really bad at choosing relationships or if he's just a really nice guy, but you know, he should have dropped her a long time ago. And then even in this comic. Just her personality. There's nothing. There's nothing about the character where you're just like, oh, I can see why this really intelligent Jedi would fall in love with this woman. It's just like, what is he doing with her? I don't know. I really don't like her as a character, and I almost feel like they were pulling at, you know, they were grasping for straws. I mean, she seemed like she was complaining most of the time. 
Yeah, she was a very weak Ken- character. There was no, there was nothing about her that was interesting, and there was nothing about her that was something that you would want to look for in a character that you'd want to like, you know, emulate or look up to or think this character is like, you know, a cool character. There was just kind of like she was an annoyance, and I just didn't really understand her purpose. That and she turned his droid pink. <laughs> Yeah, the pink droid, that was kind of a weird eye-roller moment as well. Um, there was a lot in this comic. And it, the sad thing is, the Dark Times story started out so strong back when it was in the Republic comics. And, you know, Das Janir was actually one of my favorite characters in the comics at that time. And it's just really sad, because this is the final, you know, the final storyline. This is the end of Dark Times. Like, this, there will be no more Dark Times comics. So it was kind of sad to see it kind of end on this really lackluster, you know, series. They were just, this one just didn't really do it for me. Yeah. How did you feel about some of like the side characters that were all like animals? Well, that's one of the, you know, one of the things about the Dark Times comics is you had Das Janir, but the whole entire crew of the uh, Uhumele, that's the ship that they're <laughs> on, they, uh, they were all aliens, which was kind of cool. And one of the good things about this comic is the artist, Douglas Wheatley. He's actually a really talented artist. And it was one of the ongoing things with this series is it kept getting delayed because he is so meticulous about his art that he was never finishing it on time. But, I mean, that that is one positive of these comics is it's just the art, I thought. It was uh, really well done. And a lot of aliens, not a lot of humans, which makes it more of a dynamic thing to look at. But yeah, it's. Go ahead. I was pulling up a copy of the uh, the issues here and just taking a look at it, and yeah, the art is really really clean and stands out very. Stands out actually right against the uh, the one we were just talking about. It's a drastically different art style and looks a bit more realistic. Definitely, and he actually did the cover for the uh, a new dawn novel. Mm-hmm. For the Re- the new rebels do- novel, yeah, he he actually did the art for that, so that's kind of cool. Um, that connection there, but yeah, that the most positive thing about this comic was definitely the artwork, not necessarily the storyline. Yeah, no, I really love the artwork of this one, and I liked how realistic it looked. And I mean, you can just be on a panel with like Dash Junior's face, and it's really easy to look at. And but I really love all of the alien characters, and I love the I don't remember his name, but the one that cooks. <laughs> That was great. Was he? Oh yeah, I forget his name as well. Um, he ends up like losing his arm, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. There. It was pretty sad. The the whole crew. Uh, I think a couple of them ended up dying in this one. And I know in previous, you know, storylines, a lot of this crew has died already. So with this Jedi kind of meeting up with them, it really hurt them. <laughs> you know, they he he didn't bring a positive spin to their lives because they lost a lot of their crew because they were hanging out with the Jedi. Well, that's what happens when the the evil Sith Lord is hunting down Jedi. Yeah, and um, it was it was kind of cool to see the character of Kai Hedora come back. You know, he had been introduced back in the Republic comics and hadn't shown back up in all of these issues. So to to see him come back, you know, he's like a Jedi who he he decided to take a different path. You know, whereas Das Janir was still trying to you know help out the galaxy and figure out how he can take out Darth Vader. This guy went and started a casino <laughs> and uh, <laughs> became independently wealthy, which I guess if I was a Jedi on the run, I might have gone that direction as well instead of trying to face down Darth Vader. 
Yeah, I mean, when it's just you and you don't have any other support and you don't want to out yourself. Yeah, but he ended up kind of redeeming himself in the end. Um, but, yeah, it was just kind of cool to see them come back to that character. So, overall, did you like the way that it ended? No. I, I Another big issue I had with it was, you know, Dash Janeer has always been the hero of this story of Dark Times. And, you know, he's the main character and... And to have him kind of on the sidelines at the end, you know, they basically drugged him so he could escape with his life. Um, and it was the other, you know, Jedi who ended up facing off against Vader. And it was kind of like, oh, man, like, you know, he's the hero. He's the guy I want to see fight Vader. But um, I guess they wanted to see him live another day. And I'm sure at the point when they wrote this story, they probably didn't know that Dark Horse was going to lose the license. So maybe they, there was more stories to tell. But, yeah, I would have rather seen a confrontation between him and Vader, kind of give him that heroic moment, you know, maybe go out with a blaze of glory sort of thing. But it just kind of fizzled out, and, um, yeah, it's kind of sad that this is the end of Dark Times. It, it didn't go out with a bang, for sure. Well, I hadn't read the other Dark Times stuff, but I read these, and I can see where you're coming from, because they kind of do a really big build-up. Um, for Dash Jr. And then you get to the end and it's just not exactly what you thought it was going to be. But I just really, I thought the story was decent. It wasn't the best thing that we've read. What do you think show, about the, but... the bug Jedi? Ugh, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't like bugs. So, I mean, I, his look to me was just, I didn't like it as much as I like the furry and like alien creatures. I would have preferred... That he'd be like that wolf guy. Oh. Or an Ewok. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good. Good choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was interesting. The, actually, the twist with him actually going bad. Spoiler alert, Paul, if you haven't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. But the, uh, yeah, the bug good Jedi's spoil. bad guy. But um, yeah. that was kind of an interesting twist, and that did catch me by surprise. And I did think it was cool that Vader you know, meets up with him face-to-face, and, and the Jedi is kind of like, oh... You know, our master, he's he's talking about Palpatine, and he's like, our master, and Vader's like, our master, and he, like, kills him. <laughs> so yeah. it was kind of, that was kind of a cool moment. But overall, I was disappointed in the way this, this ended, sadly. Yeah, I mean, if I was like you and, like, I had been kind of invested in the characters, I probably would have been really bummed. Was this the only Dark Times you've read? Or you did you read the, you read the one with, um, Kakrook and the kids and stuff, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was a pretty That's good right. story. That but, was a good story. And I don't. I guess we won't get very. We won't get any more uh, wrap up on that storyline either. So no, probably not. It's too bad. Um, well, I guess we can go ahead and wrap up our reviews for today. And uh, it was it was cool having you on, Paul. Thanks for uh, coming last minute for us. And it was fun being here. Thanks for having me on. We'll have to have you on again when we can give you a little bit more notice so you can, you know, <laughs> prep a little bit and uh maybe we'll we'll give you a little bit of notice. Uh we'll we'll look at our schedule and see where we can fit you in and, and let you know what we're doing. Okay. Sounds good. So Paul, where can people find you out there on the internet? Uh you can listen to me whine about my job and occasionally talk about Star Wars and comic books on my Twitter feed. It's uh at Murray one one three four. Or you can uh, follow the the uh, f- more focused geeky side of me, which is uh, at fanboystalking or fanboystalking.com. 
Very cool, very cool. Um, on our next episode, we are going to be covering Legacy Volume 2, Book 2, Outcast of the Broken Ring, and also Dawn of the Jedi Volume 3, Force War. Yes. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to both of those. So we, we'll, we'll have a much more lively review and discussion, I think, of those <laughs> two comics because uh, I think uh, those are series that me and Teresa are much more excited about than the ones that we, we just reviewed today. Yeah, no, I would agree wholeheartedly so start reading them now so you can listen to our next episode um if you'd like to get in touch with us in between episodes you can um follow us on twitter we're at sw bookworms you can shoot us an email we always love to get email and um we will respond to you so it's starwarsbookworms at gmail.com Go over to Facebook and like us on there. Just look for Star Wars Bookworms. We do a lot on there where we post like covers of books. I know today Aaron posted the back cover of Tarkin, right? Yep, that just came out today. It looks pretty cool. So if you want to see some like cool art and things like that, and then any other news that we find, we usually put it on our Facebook page. Um, we do some stuff on Twitter as well. So you can also leave us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it if you're listening to our podcast and you enjoy it. Head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Helps us uh, get seen in the uh, the podcast community so other listeners, other people that are interested in Star Wars books can find us. And uh, you can also follow Teresa on on uh, both Instagram and on Twitter, at IceColdPenguin. And Aaron is on Instagram and Twitter, at AVGoins. Yeah, but my Instagram is like really boring, so don't worry about following that one. It's mostly pictures <laughs> yeah, of my kids. Most- some people may like that. Well, if you're interested to, to follow uh, pictures of my children, you can follow me <laughs> on Instagram. If you're more interested in Star Wars stuff, follow me on Twitter. There you go. So until next time, keep on reading, and may the Force be with you. I love that once we started to talk about Mandoa, you were kind of like, oh, I don't really know. Okay, here's how to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I don't. Yeah, here we go. So. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, very impressive. <laughs> I knew because with a with a like a Twitter handle like Blue Jay guys, I was like, okay, she knows her stuff. <laughs> <laughs>